Welcome to the Psych Central Show, where each episode presents an in-depth look at issues from the field of psychology and mental health, with host Gabe Howard and co-host Vincent M. Wales. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Psych Central Show podcast. My name is Gabe Howard, and with me, as always, is Vincent M. Wales. Vincent, wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you choose to celebrate or not. Do I choose well. season's greetings because somehow that, that, that like avoided the fray. Like it, it's always happy holidays versus Merry Christmas and season's greetings is over there like, ha, it's not about me yet. <laughs> I figure we got <laughs> that, a couple of years, right? That works. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this episode is, is called Surviving Christmas. Uh, whether you live with mental illness like, you know, Vin and I do, or uh, whether you're just a, a person who gets stressed out during the holidays, the, the, the holidays can be, well, pretty much what you make of them. I love Christmas. I, 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 I adore Christmas to an annoying degree. I, I play Santa Claus. I like Christmas so much. But my wonderful co-host, on the other hand, is... What? A what, bit am, less, what am I, Gabe? You're, you're less excited about Christmas, right? Yeah, you know, it, I don't dislike it. Yeah, but, you, but notice that you won't say, I like Christmas. You find Christmas to be one of these things that you kind of put up with. It's not bad, it's not good, but it's just in the way. And you and I have talked many, many times about different coping skills that you use to survive the holidays. True enough. See, that is true. And even though I, I adore Christmas, I believe that I have made that abundantly clear the holidays can cause me stress as well. For example, in a couple of days, I'm going to pack up my wife and all of the presents, and I'm going to head to, to Memphis, where I'm going to hang with my entire family. So there's, there's Gabe and his mom and dad, and his grandma and grandpa, and his brothers and sisters, and there's all of these, these tensions that I don't face daily because, you know, I keep a nice 700-mile buffer <laughs> between... Myself and my family, they're good people. I, I always feel the need to say that they're, they're good people, incredible people. The, the best family that you can have 700 miles away. <laughs> but, but what about I'm, when they're not 700 miles away? And, and that's where you need coping skills because, it, listen, whether it was Christmas or not Christmas, you need to find a way to survive your family. In my case, I'm going to be staying with my family. I'm going to be in their house. Now, I'm, I'm a person who's used to having my own space. So one of the things that, that I do that I find that helps a lot is to make a plan. I'm, I'm not really a planner. You know, I, I talk a lot about just, you know, things just accidentally happen to me. Mm -hmm. But in order to make sure that, that I survive the holidays, I, I make a plan. I make a plan with my family. I make a plan with my wife. I, I make time to be alone. Every morning I wake up and I drive to a local restaurant and I sit and I drink a Diet Coke for a couple hours. That's my plan. And I tell my family ahead of time that I'm going to do this. So mm -hmm. they just, when I get up and take a shower and walk out into the room, they're just like, hi, Gabe, we'll see you in a couple hours. And this allows me to ease myself into the day to have a couple of hours to spend alone. Then on the flip side of that, I go back to my bedroom an, an hour or two before bedtime, again, with my laptop, and I spend an hour or two decompressing, again, alone. And I've been doing this for so long that my family just sort of expects it. Mm -hmm. This is, they know that this is the plan and therefore they're not offended by it because in their mind, it's just normal. It's right. just regular. Gotcha. So what's your coping skills, Vin? Because you just stay alone. <laughs> yeah. 
pretty much. It it has been a few years since I've spent uh, the holidays with my family. That's true. And I it's okay to be I, alone, right? Sure, it is okay to be alone. Yeah, I, I I really don't mind it a lot. I've I've been alone quite a lot of my life, honestly. So it's what I'm used to, and I'm I am okay with it. Vin, were you always okay to be alone on Christmas, or early on did it bother you? The first time I was not with my family uh, at Christmas, it was pretty rough, and that would have been when I first moved away from Pennsylvania. I was in Utah. It was just it was just really hard. Was Over it hard time, because of your expectations, or was it hard because you were alone? Did you set yourself up to fail? Is what I'm asking. Uh, well, I wasn't alone in that case. I was with my ex and her family. But she wasn't your ex then. No, That's we were together. Important. We weren't married yet. We weren't, we're not okay. married yet at that point. So yeah. So I was there, but I wasn't with my family. And this, had, this was the first time that had ever happened. So, so your traditions was, were changing. They were very much changing. Yeah. Now, and over the years, that? they would just change more. How did I get through it? Um, well, <laughs> just, just tolerated it. You know, I, I dealt with it. I, I tried to uh, embrace the new uh, rather than stress over not having the old. One of the things that a lot of people talk about this time of year is the the incredible pop culture idea that the holidays must be perfect. From, yeah, you know, I, I saw a commercial for a grocery store. So here it is. We've got 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Here's the setup. Uh, somebody is sitting home alone in their apartment. And within 30 seconds, this department store just managed to just outfit this, this guy's entire house. I, I think he even found love by the end of the commercial. And it's just like, wow, just, 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 just what a turnaround. Just, awesome. I, I want that Christmas magic to happen to me. I want to shop course, there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But life doesn't work that way. It, no. it is fun to believe that it could. I mean, we all need to, we all need fantasy and dream. But in reality, that, that's not reasonable. If you're sitting alone in your apartment in the morning, you're, you're probably going to be sitting alone in your apartment in the evening unless you make a specific plan. This idea that Christmas is going to save us with its magic is, is, is just, a, just a skosh ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we can't have these kind of expectations. You're right. And television, movies, whatever. Now, granted, there are a lot of movies that show really messed up holidays. So there's, there is that, <laughs> but, but yes, uh, the whole Christmas will save us thing. You're, you're right. It's, it's just over the top and, and we shouldn't even think that way. That's actually a really good thing to point out. When I was younger, all of the Christmas movies were overwhelmingly positive. Mm -hmm. You know, Scrooge became a good guy at the end. The Grinch's heart grew three sizes. Everybody lived happily ever after. Families made up. You know, estranged parents forgave their children. And clearly that can't be the way it is because as you pointed out just now, here we are 25 years later and we have Bad Mom's Christmas. And we have, you know, Fred Claus and we have families that are just fighting for the entire thing. And even National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, while it did turn out okay in the end, yeah, yeah, dude, right. dude went crazy for a while. <laughs> and uh, things did not turn out perfectly for him, but they made the best of it. So clearly this is resonating with people that Christmas just can't be perfect. Otherwise, these movies would find no footing. Right. Yeah. So it's great. And so, Vin... I'm, I'm going to ask you because, uh -oh. because you are the resident not liking the holidays guy. Is it okay not to like Christmas? Is it okay just to not care about this time of year? But, of but why? With all of the advertising, all of the shopping, all of the Christmas cheer, the bell ringing, doesn't it kind of seem like 
you're doing something wrong? I mean, how do you not internalize this? Because everybody wants you to have a Merry Christmas this time of year. How do you just go on with your day and not think that you're somehow missing out? To be honest, that has never once crossed my mind. It just doesn't occur to you? No. Wow. So you are, you are like the mindfulness expert. <laughs> like you are so great at mindfulness. You have just accept, you have radically accepted that you don't like the holidays and that it's okay and that it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks and you just go through your day like it's no problem. Well, first of all, I want to clarify that the way you're saying it, you know, is making me sound like I really dislike the holidays. And that's absolutely not true. That's true. You don't dislike the holidays. You are indifferent about them. But many people who are indifferent, they, they judge themselves for it. And interestingly enough, society does as well. I mean, let, let's, let's be honest here. People aren't allowed to be indifferent this time of year. You either have to be completely excited or it's, it's bah humbug city. We really don't have a middle ground when we're talking about Christmas spirit. Um, yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah. And what's interesting before we go on break is that between the two of us, I love Christmas, your middle ground, you give me gifts every year and I have yet to get you one. <laughs> and with that, we're going to step away to listen to a message from our sponsor and we'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com. Secure, convenient, and affordable online counseling. All counselors are licensed, accredited professionals. Anything you share is confidential. Schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist whenever you feel it's needed. A month of online therapy often costs less than a single traditional face-to-face -face session. Go to BetterHelp.com forward slash Psych Central and experience seven days of free therapy to see if online counseling is right for you. BetterHelp.com forward slash Psych Central. Welcome back, everyone. We're here talking about the holidays and the stress that often accompanies them. And I want to bring up one that I think uh, a lot of people deal with, and that is overspending. Because, oh, overspending you know, is huge. Yeah, yeah. Christmas rolls around. It's like, okay, we make a list. We've got this entire list of all the people we've got to buy gifts for. Everybody from family to friends to coworkers to sometimes, you know, our mail delivery people, that sort of thing. And wow, that can get pricey pretty quick. We've done overspending on this show before. So we have, yes. I, I want to be clear that when I when I when we're talking about overspending in this context, we're not talking about retail therapy. We're not talking mm -hmm. about in response to stress, depression, or happiness or celebrating. Yeah. We're talking about a rational decision that, hey, even though I don't have the money, I want to give my family or my friends a better Christmas. So I'm gonna go into debt to do so. Exactly. And that that is cause so it's stress isn't driving spending, spending is driving stress, even yeah. though the reason is pure. Yeah, it's I mean, a great reason. It's a great reason. It's, it's lovely to buy gifts for people. And as you alluded to earlier, before the break, yes, I, I give you gifts. I love giving gifts. I, I really, really do. This works and, out because uh, I love getting them then. <laughs> great. I really do. But my bank account's not too fond of it. Right. So you make a budget every year. And we, we've talked about this yeah, before. Maybe. I, I, I'm not saying that you don't break it, but you do keep it reasonable. Never once have, have you sent me a gift that was so expensive that I saw the need to like send it back. They're, right. they're, they're always moderately priced, reasonable gifts, and you, you buy for everybody. And I'm going to assume that you're not paying off Christmas gifts from 2010 here in 2017. No, I'm not. Okay. So keep it affordable is a good message. Now, 
for many people, if they let, let, you know, we don't have kids. So it's really easy to say, Hey, keep it affordable for your friends and family because our friends and family aren't our children. What's the message to a parent that wants to give their kid that toy that wants to spend the money, but just isn't able to for financial reasons and knows that if they step, if they step out on that, if they spend the extra money that it's going to cause problems that are farther reaching after Christmas day. Well, here's, here's the flaw in this, in this idea for this discussion is that here we are, as you pointed out, two childless guys trying to give advice to parents. And I know a lot of parents who will just say, who are you to give me advice? You have no idea what you're talking oh, about. Yeah. If you have children and you need child rearing advice, find somebody without kids. They know everything. <laughs> we do. We, yeah, we, we do. But the, but sincerely, the, yeah. there is a psychological principle here that if you overspend and you can't make bills and you're stressful, you're not going to enjoy the time that you can spend with your children. And while right. it's nice to get them, you know, the, the, the greatest toy, et cetera, if you're so stressed out that you can't enjoy it with them, you are going to diminish their joy. This is true. But, you know, we also have to look at what are the, what are the expectations that the children have? Have we allowed them to expect to be spoiled rotten to get those really expensive gifts year after year? Or have we instead instilled in them some reasonable expectation that's like, well, no, that's really an expensive gift. I shouldn't expect that just because my friend got it. And that's something that we should talk about, about avoiding toxic people. Because some okay. people do have this, this notion around Christmas, that Christmas is all about you know, we can replace this with really anything. Um, but some people have the notion that Christmas is all about who got the best presents. Mm -hmm. And for many of us, myself included, that's, that's not what we're trying to do. I'm not trying to give my wife the most expensive present to prove that I'm the best husband. I'm trying to give my wife a present that she is going to like, that's not going to put us in debt come January. Right. So somebody that told me that I was going to be a bad husband if I didn't get them, um, get my wife a more expensive gift, my best bet to enjoy the holiday season would be to avoid that person. And that's just one point of toxicity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's there there's many, others. many others. There, there's, yes. there's plenty of others. And toxic people can come in all shapes and sizes. It's important to point out this time of year that somebody can be momentarily toxic. And you're thinking to yourself, what do you mean momentarily toxic? For example, if, if you're uh, uh, somebody in alcoholism recovery and you have a friend that likes to drink at the holiday party, that person will be toxic for you at the time. Maybe don't go to that holiday party because it would be tempting. Your friend will have a better time if you're not there and you won't be tempted if you're not. It doesn't make your friend a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad person. We just have to set reasonable expectations that, hey, this is not something that we can share together. So skipping certain parties that your friends throw, if they have, you know, triggers for you, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. I just want to point out that so often people with anxiety and disorders like myself, when Vin invites us over and I don't show up, I don't tell Vin why. And what I need to say is, Vin, I love you. It's Christmas. But the reason I'm not coming over is because your apartment is very small and you invited 20 people and I get very claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. And I will, I will meet you tomorrow for coffee, but that's why I'm not coming to your party. Because a lot of times what I say is I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I cancel at the last minute. Right. And then you're left to wonder why I bailed on you. And, you know, I become the toxic person in that situation. Yeah, but I get that because I have, I have a fair degree of social anxiety myself. 
Um, that's why I turn down invitations from coworkers to spend Thanksgiving with them, for example. But listen like, to what you just said. You turn yes. it down. Yes, that's, that's the true. That's the maturity that is, level. Yes. The yeah, I, er, early on in my diagnosis, I, I would accept the invitation and then I wouldn't show up. I just wouldn't show up. And they, they, they set a place at the table. They made plans for me. And then they just thought that I was being rude. And then I would say, well, it's because I was sick. But I'd only say that internally, of course. So we have to set the example that we want for other people. And this time of year, if there's something that you can't do because you can't afford it, because your illness won't allow it, or simply because you don't want to, be honest with the person. This is really important to having reasonable holiday expectations. We right. talked about how the media blows things out of proportion, but little things matter too. If you're a person living with social anxiety and you expect to attend every single party that you're invited to, and you're somebody who's invited to a lot of parties, you have set an unreasonable expectation that you will no doubt fail at, that will no doubt diminish your holiday joy. Yes, indeed. Then it's important that we talk about the, the reason for the season. No, 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 not the that. reason for the season. Commercialism? Yeah. No, no, no. That that's that's not the one. Uh, oh. It's not it's not religion either. Uh, although it's very important to many people this time of year, I, I'm talking about spending time with our loved ones, being grateful for the people around us. So often during, as you said, the commercialism, through the stress, through the hustle and bustle, through the busyness, through all the things that we have going on, we just simply forget to be with those we love and those who love us, and not being grateful for them is, is mm -hmm. well, it's just a missed opportunity. It is. And unfortunately, one of, the, one of the things you just said, the hustle and bustle, it prevents that closeness. You know, it's, it's difficult sometimes. You go, I, I travel across the country to see my family, and of course, there's a fairly large number of people there. And so you're, the amount of time that you can spend with any one of them is, is pretty, pretty limited. And it that in and of itself is stressful for me because I'm not getting what I want out of it, you know, to spend more time with this person and that person. But you know, that's, that's the nature of the holidays. But some is better than none. And True. if you can't be with your family on Christmas, then one of our traditions every year, uh, I always call you on Christmas morning. We have a three hour time difference. So it's my afternoon. It's your morning, except for that one unfortunate year that you got your Christmas call at 4 a.m. And see, I've forgotten all about that. <laughs> oh, then that never happened. I just said that for the sake of the show, just to add a little levity. Uh, listen, folks, it, it, it boils down to some basic things that we do have control over this time of year. Having reasonable holiday expectations, try to keep it as affordable as you can. Kids don't need everything, it, and kids definitely need boundaries, and our friends don't need everything. Spend more time with people rather than more times giving people things. Avoid toxic people, and by the same token, don't be a toxic person. If Christmas isn't for you, let it go. A lot of people are having fun with it. And, and finally, as we just said, be grateful for those around you. They're not going to be around forever. We are not going to be around forever. By we, I what? mean this podcast. Yeah, this, this, I, I, I've tried to freeze our heads like in Futurama so that we can do <laughs> this forever. Uh, but somebody told me that wasn't a real thing. Wow. I was shocked. Wow. My <laughs> expectations <right>. are dashed. <laughs> Vin, do you have any last words? Are you trying to kill me again? No, no, I, I need you for co-hosting abilities. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just everybody have a wonderful and safe holiday. 
Happy holidays, everyone. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Remember, you can get one week of convenient, affordable, private online counseling anytime, anywhere by visiting betterhelp.com slash psychcentral. And don't forget, we have the very awesome Facebook group where you can talk to cool people like Vin and I, and that is over at psychcentral.com slash show all lowercase. We will see everybody next week. Thank you for listening to The Psych Central Show. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you found this podcast. We encourage you to share our show on social media and with friends and family. Previous episodes can be found at psychcentral.com slash show. Psychcentral.com is the internet's oldest and largest independent mental health website. Psych Central is overseen by Dr. John Grohall, a mental health expert and one of the pioneering leaders in online mental health. Our host, Gabe Howard, is an award-winning writer and speaker who travels nationally. You can find more information on Gabe at GabeHoward.com. Our co-host, Vincent M. Wales, is a trained suicide prevention crisis counselor and author of several award-winning speculative fiction novels. You can learn more about Vincent at VincentMWales.com. If you have feedback about the show, please email talkback at psychcentral.com. There are few words more misunderstood and misused than OCD. Imagine having unwanted thoughts stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away, and then having to pretend that everything is okay despite having to feel crippled inside. That's OCD. One in 40 people suffer from it globally, but there's hope. If you have OCD and need help, you can get better with specialized treatment. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient treatment for OCD and is covered by many major insurance plans. Go to NoCD.com to learn more. That's NoCD.com.